on this week's episode of News of the Week for episode 330 of the YLP Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Easter weekend and hey, Mr. Bunny Rabbit is going to be coming around giving all the wonderful boys and girls candy. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of turn up and a nice Easter meal to round out the weekend. But in the midst of all of this, I'm glad you're here with me because we can discuss all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And what do I have on tap this week, ladies and gentlemen? Well, we finally know the location of the first UK stadium event WWE is going to hold in 30 years this September. And it may be a familiar one. If you haven't heard the news already, that is our top story for this week, as well as one of my favorite wrestlers on the uh, independent circus, Juice Robinson, y'all, has stated, I'm done with NJPW at the end of April. I don't have the urge to wrestle. And I'm a little bit upset by that, but not in the way that you think. It's because I I appreciate Juice Robinson. I think he was one of the more unsung heroes in NJPW at one point. So we'll discuss all that and what he had to say about his contract ending in April, as well as, in this one, (laughs) this this might be some of the funniest news I've heard in quite some time, former WWE producer jumped ship to AEW one week after resigning. We talked about it last week in my angst for this person, and now I think it's quite fucking hilarious that this one has jumped to AEW. All of this and more, and more on today's episode 330 of the YLP Podcast. That's the breakdown. So, honestly, this is episode 330 of the YLP Podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin. Guys, Zach from the Wrestling Delicious Podcast here, and welcome to episode 330 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Easter weekend, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is April 16th, 2022. I hope you guys had a fantastic week. I hope you guys had a productive kick-ass week. Hope you did some great things. And if you didn't, there's always a way to recuperate that for next week. Get right get right from the weekend. Go back, kick ass on Monday. Alright. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Hope you are too. Lovely, lovely day here in Colorado. It is just windy as shit. Okay? Windy as fuck. It was windy all fucking week. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. As a person who comes from the, uh, the, the yeah, I was going to say a great state of New Jersey. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's great for me. But <laughs> in New Jersey, there were not <laughs> an entire full week of wind. And so it's just getting used to that and getting used to the weather. Like, I visited here many times before I moved here. So... I should be used to it at some point, but 
I was not prepared for an entire work week's worth of wins. So that that's that's my story. Hope you guys hope yours went well as well. Anywho, <laughs> let me just get into some particulars. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything you want to say at all about today's episode or any of the episodes of the YLP podcast, do not hesitate to hit me up with an email over at Young Lions Perspective at gmail.com. All right. Just want to get that in there. Do a little, you know, house cleaning. I'm just saying. When needs Mother Nature needs to get her shit together here in Colorado, man. I'm just saying. But <laughs> besides that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take you back a little bit. Not for my show. In general. Let's go back about almost three years ago. August 31st, 2019. The show, NXT TakeOver. Oh, oh, my bad. NXT UK TakeOver. I remember this day very well. I do. Because it was one of the best shows NXT and NXT UK, if you put them combined, had ever fucking put on. It's a fantastic card. At least to me it was. As a person who covered NXT UK, it was... Everything I expected NXT UK TakeOver to be. I mean, the card itself wasn't flashy to those who weren't in the know about NXT UK. And for that, that was that's a you problem. <laughs> that's a hard-ass you problem. Because this show was absolutely fucking outstanding. Let's see if this brings up your memory a little bit. Cesario versus Cesaro versus Ilya Dragunov. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Gallus. Joe Coffey and Dave Madstiff in a last man standing match. Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, Noam Dar, Travis Banks, Walter Tyler Bate. The build up to the show is by all means, absolutely fucking brilliant. Especially with Walter and Tyler Bay. Walter did pretty much like, they, they, they booked it for Walter and Imperium to systematically break down British Strong Style. Starting with Pete Dunne, I believe around the time when he won the championship, took out Trent Seven and, oh, Jesus. Then took out Tyler Bay. Pretty much taking out their biggest threat in the NXT UK at that point. Well, Somebody forgot about Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate comes back and pretty much attacks Imperium. This was a brilliant booking. Such brilliant booking. And then it was made for Walter and Tyler Bate for the NXT UK Championship at TakeOver. Now you may have noticed I haven't even said the name of the city yet. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory as to why I am now happy, but kind of upset, that NXT and NXT UK have been in the UK and have done a show that wasn't a house show or a Raw or a SmackDown since what? It's Insurrection? I think. But I mean, in this case, we all know that, and we've heard the news that the WWE is going to host a stadium event. First time in 30 years. They put on shows. 
house shows and all that, and Raws and SmackDowns and all that stuff, but never a actual proper stadium event. That pay-per-view, by the way, that wonderful, deliciously tasting, just a wonderful, what was it? Six-course meal of matches. We ate well that, that day. We ate quite well. And for Meltzer to give Walter Tyler Bate five in and in a quarter stars, yeah. To give four and a half for the uh, NXT UK Tag Team title match, that match was fucking brilliant. Four versus all your Ilya Dragunov? That made Ilya Dragunov a household fucking name here in the States. Unless you knew of him already, Ilya Dragunov became a household name to those who actually watched it. I knew of Dragunov already. But to see him being showcased on the WWE Network against a guy like Cesaro, that was a match made in fucking heaven. Same thing we got when we got uh, Worlds Collide in Undisputed Era versus Imperium. Match made in heaven. And it was fucking awesome. But, again, you may have noticed the city. I haven't given you the city of where this you know, wonderful, delicious car took place. And that would be Cardiff, Wales. Ladies and gentlemen, the first UK stadium event in 30 years will take place this September in Cardiff, Wales. Hello, my love. What? You've been playing outside, huh? Yeah. All good. Mr. YLP Jr. making an appearance in today's episode. Hey, guys, Milo here. I was outside playing, and I got tan. My floof got tan. Yeah, I was tanning my floof in the sun, playing, and it was a wonderful experience, guys. You guys should play more often. It's good for you. <laughs> Wise words from Mr. YLP Jr., who is getting butt scratches at this very moment because he loves the butt scratches. And that was your weekly appearance by Mr. YLP Jr., a.k.a. Milo. Anyway, yes, Cardiff, Wales, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about it. From WrestlingNews.co. WWE to hold first UK stadium event in 30 years this September in Cardiff, Wales. By Andrew Ravens. WWE issued the following. Wales to host UK's first major WWE stadium event in 30 years at Cardiff's Principality Stadium. The event's going to take place on Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Now, now, mind you, this is from, you know, Tuesday, so be your, bear with me on this. WWE, on Tuesday, announced the first major WWE stadium event to be held in the UK in more than 30 years. They really have to repeat it? Anyhow. Will emanate from Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales on Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Located in the heart of Cardiff, the capital of Wales, a cultural and sports destination with a world-class record in hosting events, the Principality Stadium is the state-of-the-art, multifaceted event destination and homes to the Wales National Rugby Union team. Um, now, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you are interested, I'm saying this because it is on the article. I'm not trying to get into some nonsense and, you know, you know, anything on the article. Anywho, WWE.com slash Cardiff dash 2022 dash presale is where you can get your presale opportunity and apparently... Um, yeah, they, yeah. Y'all already came out. I forget the number, but y'all came out in full force already. But if you haven't yet, WWE.com slash Cardiff dash 2022 that is pre-sale. Um, they're going to say, quote, 
Principality Stadium is the perfect place for a major event, hosting our amazing fans from Wales, throughout all of Europe and around the world, said John Porco, WWE Senior Vice President of Live Events. He goes on to say, The weekend will be filled with a variety of WWE experiences that we believe will leave a lasting memory on par with SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium in 1992. Uh, then goes on, saying Wales will provide an iconic location for WWE's return to the UK after 30 years and showcase our country to a global audience of millions, including extended reach in the USA, said Welsh Government Minister for Economy, Von Gething. That's a strong-ass name right there, Von. I like that. Goes on to say, this is set to be the perfect addition to, to a huge year of sport, entertainment, and culture in Wales that will attract people from across the globe to experience what our country has to offer. Mark Williams, who's the Principality Stadium manager, said, quote, We're extremely proud that Principality Stadium has been chosen to, by WWE to host this major event, which is testament to their stadium's reputation as a world-class venue. Principality Stadium is unique in its position at the heart of the city center, which will undoubtedly offer WWE fans an unrivaled event experience both inside and outside of the stadium and bring great benefits to the wider city of Cardiff, end quote. Information regarding event name, ticket on sale, and further event updates will be available soon, so get your ish right the goddamn now. Now, now that we've discussed that, we can discuss this. I am happy. I am very, very happy that not only are we getting a UK stadium event, you know what I mean? But doing it in its own pay-per-view, which is going to be great. Wish it were SummerSlam personally, but hey, you know, beggars can not be, beggars can not be choosers. Why did I type in, I was trying to type in 1992 so I can see the, the last time WWE was in, I believe, yeah, that was Wembley. 92, there we go, yes. I mean, first play, first pay-per-view to take place outside of North America, which is important, very, very important. You know, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just so damn happy with this. I mean, the British Bulldog Bret Hart, we already knew that. Undertaker beat Kamala. Natural Disasters defeated the Beverly Brothers. Rick Martel defeating Shawn Michael. Oh, it was uh, ended in a double countout. Legion of Doom, Money, Inc. That was a nice feud. I always loved that. Papa Shango defeating Tito Santana in a dark match in six minutes. <laughs> but, I mean, this, this, I mean, up and down. I mean, oh, oh. Ultimate Warrior defeated Randy Savage by countout in the WWE Championship. So, not bad. It was like the worst show in the world. You know, you got Ultimate Warrior Randy Savage, although it ended in a countout. You had British Bulldog and Bret Hart. And anytime you get a show with Mr. Fuji on it, always good time. Um, Undertaker beat Kamala by disqualification. That's beat. Yeah. But that's the thing. You know, I personally, you know, having as a fan of, you know, having a show... In the UK, I understand the big, always the biggest one, always the biggest one is the most bullshit one. It's a time difference. I believe, and brother Jermaine, make sure you, hey, if you listen into this, if you're in earshot, is it a, is it a six, it's a six hour time difference, right? I believe it's a six hour time difference. Hold on. Nah, I'm not even going. Actually, can I use the Google? 
stop it in. For, sorry about the silence there, Chiefs. Just trying to see what time it is right now. This is the internet. Okay, it's five. Nope. Oh, for me, it's seven. <laughs> but if y'all on the... Uh, if y'all on the East Coast, it's five. Okay, so anywho, beside that, time difference. Always a time difference. Always the time difference. Dudes, ladies, everyone, it's a time difference. If you can't find the time to sit and enjoy a wonderful wrestling show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, on a fucking Saturday, people, it's a Saturday. Excuse me. If that if that's the biggest thing hindering you from watching a show, I don't know what to tell you. But I mean, it's afternoon for us. You know? But if it's a crappy day outside, I find a wonderful wrestling show to watch at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Is wonderful, you know. And, and and honestly, I'm not even gonna bullshit you. I'll tell you this: when I after I finished watching uh, NXT UK Takeover, I went to the gym right after that because Walter Tyler Bay amped me up to want to go to the gym on a Saturday. Yeah, I am very happy for WWE making this decision not only to um, Bringing the show to Cardiff, but actually doing a UK show. And this is something that I think UK fans deserve. UK fans, and and this is to all the UK folks that listen to me. If you're within earshot of this voice across the pond, y'all, as fans, are wonderful. You will shit on whoever, and you will cheer for whoever. But y'all doing it in a way that is just so unique. I mean, the only... The only inter well, right now, right now, because COVID stuff over there, but in they, 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 them and Japan and Japanese fans go hard in the paint for their wrestling. They go hard in the paint for their wrestling, and I appreciate that. And as a fan of both um, British, you know, style, and of course the Japanese style, because they're both pretty much strong style, and I am a strong style kind of guy, you know... I appreciate them making the noise, them bringing the noise, and bringing the energy. And like, like take over London alone was one. It was a fantastic show. It was fantastic. Anytime you know WWE goes to you know Europe and England, like, especially in England in particular, fucking the UK, the whole UK, they go hard in the fucking paint. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if it's Wales, Ireland, Northern Ireland, you know, Britain, Great Britain. It doesn't matter. UK fans go hard in the fucking paint for theirs. And they are going to be absolutely loud. You've wait, you've pretty much built up 30 years of energy. And they're going to let it all out on Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. That is why I'm really excited. Because that's for, this is for them. And they're going to make sure it's for them. And they're going to let it be known this is our house. I know the entirety of the UK is going to be going for tickets for this. It's a big fucking deal for WW for W more so for WWE. I mean, they've been bringing you know Raws and Smackdowns. They always do the European tour deal and all that. Not as of recently because of COVID, but you know 
the European tour is where, you know, the European fans go buck wild. And I know brother Jermaine, you know, is, a, you know, he, you know, he, I, he knows, he knows he goes hard in the paint too. I know he does. And honestly, this is, this is going to be magical. I, I, I honestly believe this is going to be absolutely fucking magical. This is like one. This is like one of those like rare moments in time where it's just like really like looking into it and just thinking like this is actually happening. It was the feeling I got when Minoru Suzuki faced Samoa, faced Samoa Joe this past Wednesday for the uh, Ring of Honor World Television Championship. You know, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, this is going to be insane. You already know before anything happens, you know what's going to go down. You know it's going to be bonkers. And you know it's going to be an amazing ordeal. It's going to be a wonderful experience, not only for just fans around the world, but for mostly this is for UK. This is literally, this is this is UK's time. And I know y'all are counting the days until se- September 3rd. And I, I honestly, I would if I were in the UK, I would be too. I would be having my ticket. I'd be going to Cardiff and, and you know, enjoying the beautiful experience of Principality Stadium in a UK stadium event. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be live. It is going to be like anytime I've watched NXT UK, especially their takeovers, I could feel that energy through the television screen when I was watching it. And this is not just to, like, you know, be saying anything to shit on American fans. We can go hard in the paint too. We got AEW. Anyway. Mm. But seriously, UK fans. Hell, hell, they had a song for Bailey. <laughs> Come on. Tony Storm, I believe, had one. I'm trying to think who else had one. I can't really think of many who've gotten, like, legit, like, shoot. I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this. If Roman Reigns shows up in the UK and he's still holding both titles, I guarantee you. I, oh, I honestly hope. I can't guarantee. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that. I hope the UK fans just like cheer this man. And when he tells him, when he says, acknowledge me, they just give him everything. I want to see that. You know what I mean? I want to see that type of shit. Wish that we'd be more consistent and actually do that. But hey, beggars can't be choosers at this point. But for me, personally, you know, the the, the second they announced it, we, we talked about it. We talked about, you know, on the on the show that WWE was coming to the UK and I, I even said then I was quite excited for it. Because I know this is this is for UK. This is for the UK. And they're gonna have a fantastic time with this. We all will. Even even us at home who can't make it to the show, because may not have a, may or may not have a passport. But uh, irrelevant. But seriously, anyone who's going to go be there and is they're gonna enjoy this possibly honestly Possibly once in a lifetime situation on hand. If the show go and, and I honestly hope and, and and as a person who will shit on WWE from time to time when it's warranted, I don't want this to fuck up. I want this to be the best show WWE has put on in years. I want this to be up for as a candidate for Honestly, show of the year. I have high hopes for this show. 
I mean, granted, we're in April, and, you know, that's about five months away, but still, less than five months now, but still, I want I want to see this take place. I want to see WWE actually bring its very best in terms of matches, in-ring investment, proper storylines going into it. Excuse me. I want the best for the show. I want the best for the show. I really do. I want to be able to enjoy every last second of it. I do. I want to enjoy every last bit of it. And as I said in the title for today's episode, Cardiff, this one's for you. When we come back... On the other side of episode 330 of the YLP Podcast, I got a little bit more news before we head into our wonderful game today. Spring cleaning. Now, I explained it on Twitter, if you follow me over at, at uh, YL Perspective. We'll be playing a game a little bit later on in today's episode. But before we get to that point, we got a little bit more news. Juice Robinson apparently is going to be you know done with NJPW at the end of April. I don't have the urge to wrestle. That, it's a heavy one for me. It's a heavy one for me. Also, Brock Lesnar. Oh, Lesnar. Lesnar. Why do I say Lesnar? Anywho, Brock Lesnar never booked for WWE WrestleMania Backlash. We're going to be talking about a little bit of funny on today's, epi- on today's episode. As well as a former WWE producer jumping ship and is now working for AEW. You may have a good idea of who this is. We'll talk about that and more on the other side of episode 330 of the YLP Podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 330 of the YLP podcast. Before we go on with the news, I just want to let y'all know, shameless plug, make sure you join our Discord. Yes, Wrestle Addict Radio is cool now. We now have a Discord. We are cool now, hopefully. So if you want to join the War Discord and chat with all the people that are already in there, including the entire Wrestle Addict Radio team, including myself, head over to Wrestle Addict Radio's Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle. There's a link tree. Click that. Then you click on the War Discord. Our humble yet fantastic general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio, King Ricky Rose, will invite you to join our Discord. You say yes, and you now join the squad. It's that simple. Just head over to our Twitter page, click on the link tree link hyperlink there click on the discord get the invite it's that simple and you get to say hello to all of us including me and i'll be happy to have you be happy to see you join the squad and enjoy wonderful wrestling conversation with us so join the raw not the raw not definitely not raw hell no the war discord today all right let's get back into the news and this first one really really upsets me a little bit but not in the way that you think like i said earlier um, Juice Robinson 
I'm done with New Japan Pro Wrestling at the end of April. I don't have the urge to wrestle. From Anthony Nash. While it was previously rumored that Juice Robinson's contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling was set to end soon, it was unknown what would happen next. According to Robinson himself, he's all but done working with the company. During an appearance on Wrestling Observer Live, he stated that his contract is up on April 30th, and he won't be working for the promotion after that date, saying, quote, I don't have any plans to travel back over. I'm at the end of my contract. I did an extra three-month extension, that, and that ends April 30th. So that will be that. I will not be wrestling under the New Japan banner any longer. There you have it. End quote. When asked for what might come next, Robinson said he had no idea. And also expanded on his experience wrestling in Japan as well as wrestling in America for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong brand. Saying, quote, I really don't know what's next. I'm just going to hang out and relax for a little while and see what comes to me. I was there for nine months. I did like four of the quarantines. A lot happened. A lot of people. When we stopped going, it was just that kind of a boiling over point. And I did. And then they allowed us to go home. And then the strong kind of took off. And then we were kind of needed. So it was kind of two things happened. We did not ask to be going. We didn't ask. We did ask to not be going any longer, but then we were needed domestically here for Strong because you need Jay White and you need guys to fill up the show. End quote. As far as what his future holds, Robinson didn't mince any words when saying that he really didn't didn't really have a have an opponent. Sorry, he was hoping to wrestle. Instead, Robinson said he simply doesn't have the urge to wrestle anymore. Saying quote, I don't really have anybody that I want to wrestle. To be honest, there's nothing there really. I just don't have the urge to wrestle, really, anymore. Robinson, though, his book for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Windy City Riot on April 16th, which is today, and he noted that this show is his last date with the company. The only reason I'm upset is because I am a big fan of Juice Robinson. I've seen this man go from the hippie CJ Parker on NXT, and that really not panning out as well as a they thought it would and it was pretty much kind of a dud gimmick from the beginning when I, at least I first got into NXT the wrestling version not the game show version um, and noticed this guy I thought he had something there I thought he was a I thought he was a good worker I thought he actually could get the crowd getting you know going with his babyface gimmick and I mean with, with a tinge of heel but um, I like Juice Robinson especially when he went over to New Japan he became Juice Robinson just scrapped the entire CJ Parker gimmick and just really came into his own and, you know, competing for titles, competing for tag titles with David Finley and, you know, all this stuff and just really him working so well. That's why I'm upset is because I know Deuce Robinson is a hell of a talent and it sucks because, you know, I can't be, I'm not, again, you know, I can't be mad at a man for not wanting, for, you know, wanting to just step away from what he loves. It be like that sometimes. It really be like that sometimes, and, that's, and it's perfectly fine. Sometimes you just, you just have to step away. If you don't have that urge, if you don't wake up in the earn in the morning, you know, having that you know readiness to just go at it and whatever it is you're doing, then maybe you need to take a step back and you know even reevaluate yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. You know, as far as Juice Robinson goes, you know, he th he believes that, you know, he needs to take a step back and, you know, fall back a little. And if he doesn't have the urge to wrestle, he doesn't have the urge to wrestle. I'm I'm just, you know, you know, it's going to suck not seeing him for a little while. Because, I, like I said, I'm a fan of his. Huge fan. And, you know, 
not jealous at all that he's got Tony Storm. It'd be like, I'm kidding. I kid, I kid. You know, go you, Mr. Robinson. All right, you do your thing. You know, take care of yourself, handle your biz, you know. Enjoy, enjoy life. Once you're done with the show today, just step away. Do what you do what you feel is best for you. And I mean, your contract's up. You know, you pretty much, you know, enjoy the next two weeks. Think of it as a vacation, the beginning of a vacation of, of some sense. Um, whatever it is that he, you know, he'll do. I wish him all the best. You know, I, you know, I never have ill will towards many. But, you know, whatever it is that you feel like doing, you know, Juice, do you. Do your thing. You know, if you decide to come back, you know, somewhere in the, in the future, by all means, we will welcome you back with open arms wherever you decide to go. You know, do your thing. Relax. Recuperate. You know, figure your stuff out and then, you know, go from there. That's that's pretty much it. You know, hopefully we'll see you somewhere down the road, Mr. Robinson. Eric Bischoff. Yes, I said Eric Bischoff. And for some reason, my laptop is not acting right. So, <laughs> what is up with my computer today? What is this? I don't know what's going on. Okay, we're good to go. All right, we got everything figured out. All right, as we head over to WrestlingInc.com, Eric Bischoff on how Discovery Warner Media merger could affect AEW by Marco Rovier. Is it Rovier? Yeah, Rovier. During the latest episode of an ad-free shows.com 83 weeks exclusive strictly business podcast. That's the whole thing. Damn. Anyway, Eric Bischoff talked about the massive merger between Discovery Inc. and Warner Media, saying, quote, if I were in Tony Khan's shoes right now, I wouldn't be worried about anything because there's no sense of worrying about things you that you have no control over. I'll talk about the things AEW does have control over in a minute, but here's what they don't have any control over. No one knows, myself included. And I would venture to guess 99.9% .9 of people that comment on this stuff, none of us know what the strategy is for Discovery. We don't know what Zazlav's plans are. I work with David Zazlav, who is uh, the CEO of Discovery Communication uh, at Discovery, not directly, but indirectly. I worked with Discovery while Zazlav was in charge, so indirectly. Nobody knows what the plan is for TBS and TNT, just like nobody knows at CNN what the plan is for CNN. Continuing to talk about the, the merger, between Discovery Inc. and Warner Media, Eric Bischoff mentioned how the opinions of many aren't accurate and detailed why the AEW is an independent production company, saying, quote, There's a lot of chatter, a lot of strong opinions, and I see people trying to compare where WCW was during the AOL Time Warner merger and where they perceive AEW in this case because they're basically ignorant. I don't mean that as a shot. They just don't have the knowledge or information. The true definition of ignorance. He goes on to say, They're making statements. And observations, words are, I swear, words are fucking hard nowadays, and have opinions that are based on a complete vacuum of any understanding of what's really going on. WCW was a wholly owned subsidiary of Turner as part of the AOL Time Warner merger. AEW is an independent production company, much like I was when I had my own production company with Jason Hervey. We create ideas, we develop them, we'd sell them, and we produce them for a fee. That's what AEW is. No more, no less. They're not a wholly owned subsidiary, which is probably a good thing because you're under less scrutiny at that point. End quote. Overall, Bishop spoke about what could happen with AEW on TNT and TBS. The WWE Hall of Famer said we'll have to wait and see for David Zaslav to make his decision on AEW and whether or not he thinks it's a profitable company, saying, quote, With AEW, it's going to come down to two things. The 
creative direction of David Zaslav for TBS and TNT, and the amount of revenue that that licensed property is producing for TBS on that beachfront property. If you got somebody coming in from Discovery ad sales, because that's what's going to happen, ad sales makes more of the decision on content than just about anybody. I can't tell you how many times I've pitched really great shows with super great talent attached to it. Everybody in the room loved it, including the head of the network. But the head of the network was going to wait until he got an opinion from ad sales before we got a green light. That's the bottom line. Since none of us know that, we're going to wait and see as well as we'll wait and see for the creative strategy for Zaslav and company. Now, of course, if I, you know, use any of the quotes, credit 83 weeks, each last day, you know, because I don't want to get sued. Anywho. I didn't even know about Discovery and Warner Media's merger, so far be it for me to even try to, you know, attempt to predict what could happen with AEW at this point. But Eric Bischoff, I understand what he's talking about. I understand exactly where he's coming from, you know. Nobody really knows what's going to be the strategy. No one knows what, you know, Zaslav is going to do in terms of content with AEW on TNT and TBS. Nobody knows about him and his team. That's perfectly fine. You know, hopefully, you know, they don't go too bonkers and, you know, try to go uber crazy on, you know, what AEW can do on TNT and TBS. Hopefully they actually, to allow AEW to do what they do, you know. I mean, AEW, like Bischoff said, is a wholly owned, is not a wholly owned subsidiary, so they're under less scrutiny, as he said. So that's a also a thing. They're an independent production company. So they have a little bit more leeway on what they're going to do. Um, again, I'm not going to attempt to think about even any idea of what it, you know of what's going to happen with AEW. Nor should I. I'm not an expert in that department, and I don't claim to be. The way I see it, though, is that hopefully, you know, Zaslav just you know lets you know AEW continue to do their thing, and that's all we can honestly hope for in this case. I mean, for those who can talk on it, if, if you know what's going on, you have a better idea of it than I do, for sure. Again, I even know Discovery and Warner Media actually did a merger. Again, far be it from me to even attempt to try to speak on, you know, business I don't know about. Or as my mama liked to say back in the day, stay out of grown folks' business. Fair enough, I took it to heart. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully nothing's too crazy. I don't think it will... I personally don't think it will affect AEW as much as maybe some people are. Again, I haven't seen any chatter, nor do I be on uh, on it like that, or I try to refrain from it as much as possible. But we shall see. Hopefully it just remains, you know, copacetic, kumbaya, okay, and all that good stuff. And we shall go from there. Let's have a few laughs, shall we? All right, let's head over to uh, F4W Online, quickly. <laughs> Brock Lesnar never booked for WrestleMania Backlash. Do it, do it look like I care? Do it look like I care? Does it sound like I give a shit? I don't. But let's talk about it anyway. Despite appearing on promotional material for W for the pay-per-view, Lesnar was never booked to appear. Let's see what they got to say now. Despite appearing on the advertising for the pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar was never booked for WrestleMania Backlash. 
Dave Meltzer reported in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Lesnar was never booked for WrestleMania Backlash, and there was never a plan discussed for Lesnar to have a match at the pay-per-view. Lesnar was recently pulled from the advertising for WrestleMania Backlash after initially appearing on the promotional material for the show. Earlier this month, Lesnar lost a title unification match to Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania 38 Night 2. And Reigns, of course, is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Can we get a better name for that, please? Can we get the WWE Unified Champion? The undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Champion? Something. Something. Just something. I mean, it's 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 crazy enough that Ibushi, Kota Ibushi had the Intercontinental and the IWGP Heavyweight Crown and turned it into a belt that kind of sort of resembles uh, Cody Rhodes' um, tattoo on his neck. But we ain't going to talk about that. I'm just saying, if we're going to do it, do one, make it look... I'm just, it'll grow on me. Anyway, <laughs> Meltzer wrote, and I quote, the other significant news is that with Brock is that Brock Lesnar was pulled for advertising from this show, which is actually very notable. The key in the situation is not that they changed their mind, but Lesnar was never actually booked for the show, only advertised for it. There was never a plan discussed for a match with him. This is a different type of false advertising than WWE usually does, which would be situations where they change their mind or somebody gets hurt or sick, and they know they won't be there, but they keep it from the public and continue to advertise them. This is spreading things into a new realm, especially because Lesnar is theoretically one of the two biggest drawing cards the company has, and has been positioned as the company's top babyface." Lesnar hasn't appeared on WWE television since WrestleMania. He's advertised for Money in the Bank at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Saturday, July 2nd, and SummerSlam at Nissan Stadium in Nashville on Saturday, July 30th. WrestleMania Backlash is being held on at Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island on Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day. And apparently they actually have three matches for this show. Okay. An I Quit match with SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair defending her title against Ronda Rousey. Yawn. Fucking yawn. Don't care. Yawn. Cody Rhodes vs. Seth Rollins too. I like very much Van Nass. And Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair defending against Sonya... What? Yo, whose mans is this? Who's man's? Thought this was a grand idea for Bianca Belair's first feud for a championship. Uh, okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna run with that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, if it was just a three card show, I'd just be like, yo, where Rollins and Rhodes at? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh god. It's just that simple. Like Seriously. I don't care. <laughs> I, I I don't care. I really don't. You know, if, if Rock Lesnar's not gonna be on this show, okay. Is the show gonna be fire though? Oh, maybe. We don't know. Just, it's, it's just don't care. 
it, it's it, it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, Brock Lesnar's not going to be on the show. We already know that, and well, now we know, but but I mean, Reigns Nakamura kind of give you an idea of you know Brock Lesnar probably not being on the show. Now, the only thing I'll give I'll give you know gra- uh, have a gripe about was the simple fact that you know when you advertise these people, and then all of a sudden they're not going to be on the show. That has been a kind of an issue, a little bit of an issue, not to the point where it's just like, you know, insane, but to the point where, you know, if they're not going to be on the show, take them off promotional advertising. Get that out of the way before, you know, people expect so-and-so to be on the show. And, um... And just have simply... You know, have that mindset. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's gonna be here, especially if you're a fan of Brock Lesnar or something like that. And then they don't show up, even though they're promoted and advertised. Goo, goo. Yeah, and then kind of that kind of you know throws a hamper and you know a little damper in your evening. And uh, it, it's it. I mean, you'll still enjoy the show, but that one little little bit, you know, it's kind of kind of hurt a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, card subject to change, but at least get that out of the way way before. Um, the show actually takes place. Just gonna put that out there, just for y'all. But I don't care. <laughs> I, really, I, I really don't. Anywho, and finally to round out the news of the week. Oh God, <laughs> I saw this article yesterday while enjoying, you know, a fine coffee. Um, and saw this and I was just like, oh, if I don't talk about this, it's going to be, I'm going to, it's just a missed opportunity. From WhatCulture.com, former WWE producer jumped ship to AEW one week after resigning. Quit WWE at the WrestleMania, joined AEW the following week by Andy H. Murray. Former WWE producer Pat Buck. Worked the same role on last night's episode of AEW Dynamite, reports PW Insider's Mike Johnson. On top of this, Buck was apparently backstage at last week's Dynamite as well, meaning that he would have been at least association with associating. I'm sorry, with Tony Khan's promotion within days of leaving his WWE role. Buck has now joined AEW in a regular role as a producer. Hired by WWE for the production team in 2019, Buck resigned from his position shortly after WrestleMania 38, having worked on SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair vs. Ronda Rousey, BORING, and collaborated with Michael Hayes on Universal Champion Roman Reigns and WWE Brock Lesnar's winner-take-all headliner at the WWE Two-Nighter. It was stated that having fulfilled his goal of producing main event matches for the biggest wrestling show of the year, Buck wanted to focus his attention on his family. It would be significantly easier for him to do this in AEW, where the schedule is a lot lighter than WWE, while Vince McMahon's promotion runs multiple shows every week, including live events. Tony Khan's typically tapes all weekly television on the same night. Ain't this some fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I don't. I mean, do I mean to laugh? Who knows? But seriously, I shit on Pat Buck for Flair vs. Rousey. It was an atrocious, fucking disaster, and just oh my god! And then I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you points for you doing, you know, clapping with Michael Hayes on Reigns Lesnar. You get points for that, but still. You had the wor- one of the worst matches of the weekend. Production under your eye. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Um, 
<laughs> he wanted to spend more time with his family. And working for AEW. Holy shit. This is one of those things where it's like, I thought he was done. I mean, I, I, even, I even said it last week. You know, fuck Pat Buck. Fuck you, Pat Buck. I said it. I claim it. I own it. I said it. You know what I mean? And, you know, I said, fuck you, Pat Buck. For, you know, Rousey Flair. If that's if that's what you're ending your career on, because I thought he was actually like leaving the business. You know, if that's what you're going to leave it on, fine. Fuck it. I didn't care. That's a shit way to end out going on your career. I promise you. I said it. Y'all know I said it. You heard it. I know you heard it. I own that. But now you're working AEW. <laughs> oh man, it's it's just you know. Sometimes jokes just write themselves. You know, because they. Like, I mean, just like I have a. Con- what was it? Let me see if I can find the. Yeah, because they got the, they got the tweet here. Do 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 do. Waiting for computers. Slow. There we go. Like, like when you say as a producer and agent, I feel that I've accomplished everything that I wanted to do within WWE in the last three years. At that point, I thought he was, you know, he was stepping away. I think he was just gonna step away from the game, you know, peace out, spend time with the fam, all that good stuff. You know, sucks that you, sucks that your last like legitimate uh because you played a part in um Reigns Lesnar, but you did have produced something that you know. Worst match of the weekend, but I, I was I was saying you know if, he, if that's how you're gonna go out, all right, fine, so be it. I don't care. But now he's working with AEW, and has a lot more. T- and now that's the family part you want to talk about, you know. Well, I mean, hopefully he doesn't produce no bullshit matches over there, because he has too much. Because he has way more than enough talent. To be putting on, to not put on like a certified banger at least once every couple months. Seriously. Seriously. I, I mean, I just think it's funny. He's just like bounced out of WWE and like moved over to AEW within like the same fucking week. Or like like a week or so. <laughs> so basically, bounced out of WrestleMania 38 was at AEW Dynamite the Wednesday post wrestling. Holy shit. Oh man, so yeah, Pat Block, now a producer over in AEW. I wish you well. Hopefully, you know, you don't produce no bullshit. Anywho, so that's all the news that's for me to talk about for this week. Hope you enjoyed that. Any comments, concerns, you know, questions or opinions about that? You know, I was like AEW. YoungLionsPerspective at gmail.com. And if I missed any news, let me know about that as well. I will give you a shout out for sure on next week's episode. So now, when we come back, oh yes. We get to play finally the game. We finally get to play. We finally get to play the game. Spring cleaning. Now it's not you know cleaning up your house, making you know everything, and going to donate to Goodwill and all that stuff, which you should if you have stuff from time to time. It's a different kind of spring cleaning. I'll discuss it all on the other side on the final segment of episode three thirty of the YLP podcast. Keep it locked.
Alright ladies and gentlemen, y'all know the music, y'all know it is time for the final segment of episode 330 of the YLP Podcast, and I figured today would be something different. I've talked about it for a couple of weeks now, wanting to do this, and finally, today of all days, we are going to do it. We are pretty much now 12 days removed, actually 13 by my count, I'm sorry. And I think it is time for us to play a wonderful game. A game that myself and um, my former co-host, uh, partners, and the Wrestling With Issues podcast used to love to do every single year when we were uh, doing the podcast, uh, Wrestling With Issues. We play this game called Spring Cleaning. For those of you who may not know what a spring cleaning is, it is not when you clean up your house and make your house uh, look all brand new and fantastic. Far from it. Not even close, to be honest, if I'm, you know, if I'm being brutally honest here. Spring cleaning, in the here, the wrestling community, is basically the time of year when, most for the most part, WWE would pretty much get rid of talent. Now, we know that during the pandemic, um, especially last year in 2021, um, almost 80 members of the WWE roster, that includes uh, talent and staff, um, were ousted from WWE at some point last year. And um, it made the rosters, honestly, very, very, very trim, if you will. Okay, Very trim. Um... So I have reason to believe, at least at this point in time, that WWE may not be doing any releases anytime soon. And as I'm saying this, more than likely, WWE has has realized I have put this into the juju and they're going to start doing some dumb shit. It's what they do because, you know, in terms of WWE... Oh, that, that, that was terrible, you know. No, let me back that up just a second. My bad. Because with WWE... Who was on crack? I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised at all if WWE decided to release talent this year and then I get to hit this button again and talk more shit about all the releases that they have. So, I'm actually going to do the job for them. I am basically going to go through the pretty much Raws, Smackdowns, and not all of NXTs because I don't know all the talent, but the more notable names that I would either keep around or let go. Now, this may hurt. Now, when we've done... Now, when... Nick, myself, and Kevin did this. We It was pretty much an argument of the highest and epic proportions um, amongst ourselves because of the fact that, you know, we had eyes on certain talent that we thought were good. Some of us, you know, maybe didn't like certain talent, and that's perfectly fine, but we had the conversation about it, and they were very, very intense conversations, and myself being the young boy of the group, I stirred my ground. I was like, this person deserves to stay in WWE, to which my um, elders uh, gave me hell for it, but it bees what it bees, but it creates good conversation. So... I decided I figured I'd bring it back to y'all and uh, do all that stuff. And before I do that, of course, you must plug because rep my squad. Make sure you check out the uh, rest of the family of Wrestle Addict Radio. Make sure you check out the Kings of the Rings podcast every Wednesday. Every single Wednesday. Take a sip of my water real quick. 
excuse me, every single Wednesday on YouTube and on Twitch live, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, pre-show at 7.30. Talk about all the latest in entertainment, pro wrestling, all that good stuff. It's a fun show. Y'all should check it out. But if you want to hear the audio version, it drops every Thursday, of course, on WrestleLadic Radio. The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Also, make sure you check out my boy, Mr. Fretz, every single Friday with the Fretzel Media Podcast as he takes it back to the, the Ruthless Aggression era. One of my personal favorite eras in WWE, because technically it's only two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you check out the Kings of the Rings Podcast every Wednesday, live on YouTube and Twitch and Fretzel Media every Friday on WrestleLadic Radio. The Cure for the Common wrestling podcast you dig all right let me get this uh i actually had some music going there we go because i wanted to have like kind of a little bit of drama so let me make sure i put this on silent because i don't want any ads running through my shit I think we're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's play Spring Cleaning. <laughs> yeah, I think he really put this damn music on. Yes, I did. Deal with it. I played the presents right last week. Was it last week? No, I did it um for WrestleMania. Have a little fun with it, you know? All right. Let's go. Let's start with the raw side. Now, there will be certain exceptions. Um, Turn this down a little bit. Jesus Christ, it's quite loud. There you go. There'll be certain exceptions in terms of, you know, talent on roster. In terms of, like, announcers or, or stuff like that. Unless I feel some type of way about a certain announcer or anything. Other than that, they're all pretty much off limits. Uh, for the most part. Like, people like Kevin Patrick, Jimmy Smith. I'm not going to give them the boot. They they are okay. You know, they're all right. You know, from... I, yes, I've watched some Raw lately. Don't, 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 don't start. But, yeah, not everybody is going to be um, on the chopping block. In this, so let us start with AJ Styles. I believe that is the easy one, and we will keep him around. Adam Pierce, I guess we can keep him around because he's an authority figure, and he's not that bad, especially with during the whole you know beginnings of the Roman Reigns. John, he's done quite well for himself. Akira Tozawa. you gotta go, bro. And it's nothing against Tozawa; it's just the simple fact that. Um, They've done nothing for him. And they've done nothing with him besides, you know, make him um, the boo thing of Tamina and chasing the 24-7 championship as a ninja. In all aspects, that in and of itself gives you the boo. Alexa Bliss can stay. Dawkins, Angela Dawkins, easy stay. Apollo Crews, I can keep around. I like Apollo Crews. I do. I dig it. I dig what he does in the ring. I think he just honestly... He, he is just like one of those people that should be competing for mid-car championships um, and not just having some boo-boo reign uh, with the Intercontinental Championship. He should be really like in the upper mid-card, personally, for me. This is just a me thing, but Cruz, Cruz, I believe, deserves to stick around. But seriously, if WWE doesn't get their ass together with Apollo Cruz, man, he is a gem for the Intercontinental Championship um, scene, honestly. He really is, and I believe he should stick around and do what he do. Which means, actually, by proxy, Commander Aziz gets to stay as well. Because I do like him having a big man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Becky Lynch, easy stay. Bianca Belair, easy stay. 
Bobby Lashley, I'm going to let you stick around. I'll let you stick around. Easily. It's all right. He's all right. I mean, especially with the shoulder thing. You know, surprised he got, came back so soon. But, um, yeah, we can keep him around. Brock Lesnar, I really don't care. <laughs> he's a part, Honestly, he's a part-timer. So, honestly, he can get the hell out of here. You're a part-timer. Come back when we need you type deal. You know, I can, I can let him go and start focusing on other talent. We, we, we can we can root people of Brock Lesnar. He's a part-timer. It's fine. He's got his check. He's perfectly fine. Byron Saxton. Told you there were exceptions. Get him the hell off my telly. I don't know. There's just something about him I don't dig. Like, they make him like a, like a straight-up goofball. And that doesn't... That, that's, I mean, I get he's trying to be like the baby-face commentator. But, Lord. But, ugh. My goodness. Byron Saxon can get the boot. He can go. That's fine. I'm fine with Graves. I'll be fine with Graves and Smith. If we're being down. Why are you taking it down the way? I'm doing this as a game show, people. Calm down. It's not that serious. Personal preference at the end of the day. Everybody could have a different opinion. Carmella. If you if if they book WWE if they book, if WWE actually book Carmella properly she get she get she stay. I just I mean, see, this is one of those where it's fifty fifty. You know, I keep her around. You know, just to possibly somewhere down the line be an answer to I'm kidding, kidding. But I think I think she serves a purpose. Stop it. No, no, D- not that. That's for Corey Graves. <laughs> No, but I, honestly, I would keep Carmelo around, but I would just, like, I don't know, this whole most beautiful woman in WWE thing, not really working out. Got a little bit of a feud thing with Queen Zelina, I guess. I don't know. We, we keep her around. We need, we're going to need depth in the, in the women's division anyway, so why not? Cedric Alexander. Hmm. I keep him. I would. He's not He's not going to be a world champion. We know this. We know this to be true in WWE. But damn, we can actually give him some run for uh, for mid-card. Him and Sheldon Benjamin need, need freaking, you know, run. They need tag team depth. They're going to need tag team depth. Especially if they're going to try to unify the tag titles. You're going to need depth. Cedric and uh, Shelton can do that. Just putting that in there. I'm keeping him. I'm going to keep him around. I'd keep him. Chad Gable, definitely keep him. Cody Rhodes, he just got here. We'll keep him. Commander Aziz, we'll stick around with Apollo Crews. We can keep him. Corey Graves, we can keep him. I actually like him on commentary. He can work on both shows, and he works very well with both Jimmy Smith and Michael Cole. You know, if you need him on SmackDown in a pinch, perfectly fine. He works very well. I mean, I don't have a knock on him. He looked goofy sometimes, you know, when he on But hey, he's actually a better commentator than a lot of people give him credit for, at least in my opinion. And so we'll keep him around. Damian Priest working with Edge, that's the easy keep. I mean, he's a gem. He's a gem. And if those reports of him being a top four heel on Raw are true, depending on who, depending on which actually, um, you know, team you actually rock with or whatever reporting site you check out more often you know 
this may not be true, but I believe Damian Priest for 2022 is going to be one hell of a top heel for the Raw brand. I think he and Edge are going to do are going to do very wonderful things um, as this stable continues to grow. Hopefully, we get a Champa and Ripley in there, and hopefully a Dajakovic action. Dana Brooke, get her the fuck out of here. The only way we would keep her around is if she goes to NXT and joins Diamond Mine. That's it. Because I think she would fit well as a veteran of WWE. Her and Ivy now, I personally believe in my heart of hearts, would be one hell of a tag team. Seriously. I believe that, I mean, Dana Brooks' background speaks for itself. Ivy Niles is, I think, believe CrossFit. If I'm not mistaken. I think they would pair well together. I think it would be fantastic if you paired Dana Brooke and Ivy now. In terms of just her being a singles competitor, out. She out. Out. O-U-T. Out. As a whole. Out. The only way we would keep her around is if they actually put her in NXT and have her team with Ivy Nile and Diamond Mine. I promise you. Yeah, well, they didn't do Roger Strong dirty. That would have been crazy. Because you would have had the Kree brothers. You could have had Brooke and Nile as a tag team gunning for the Women's Championship. And then you can have Roderick going after North American Gold. Why not? You don't have to be the you know, top guy in NXT. But I thought that would have been nice to do that. Anywho, Dolph Ziggler. We'll keep him around. Man, Mans can sell his ass off. He's, a, he's a hell of one of the best sellers in the game today. And no one can tell me driven. Driven. No one can tell me different. Words are hard, apparently. Jesus. Dominic Mysterio. He has potential. I'm keeping him. But if we put him in NXT, it would have made more sense. It really would have. I mean, he is he is now he is a former SmackDown Tag Team Champion. But I think he would would be better served in NXT if I'm being brutally honest. Let him climb through the ranks as a Mysterio. Go with the storyline of him, you know, having to be shadowed by... It's a tried and true booking right here. Let him rise through NXT. I I will keep him, but I put him in NXT personally. Dewdrop will stay because A, she kicks ass in the ring. And B, they need to change her freaking name back to Piper fucking Niven. Just saying. Edge, easy keep, Ezekiel. You're gone, dude. Ezekiel. There is nothing from, uh, there's nothing, like when he came out, the Roth at WrestleMania, and he just came out as Ezekiel, I was like, yep, he's done. He's as good as done. Mm-mm-mm. He's as good as done. And I wouldn't want to keep him around either. Because the Elias gimmick was actually decent. Crowd was behind him. Just they just didn't really push him in anything. They didn't really do anything with him. So, Ezekiel, you can go. Finn Balor stays. That's an easy one. Gable Stevenson. He's got potential. We'll keep him around. Kevin Owens. If I ever cut Kevin Owens, y'all can I will tell y'all. I'll actually wouldn't. Um I I I'll just tell you to land, but just just report, just cancel me on Twitter. Just just do that. Just cancel me on Twitter for that. Kevin Owens is a hell of a talent, and we're keeping him around. Liv Morgan, I keep because I believe she does have potential. Um, 
I don't know what WWE's doing. But Liv Morgan is a talent we can definitely keep around. MVP, I, I, it's fine with me. He's a good manager. Solid manager. I wish the Hurt Business would just stay together. Honestly, the Hurt Business was just so good. Alexander, MVP, Benjamin, and Lashley. Like, that was a... That's just... Fan, that was beautiful. That was beautiful times. But apparently WWE didn't even see that. But we're keeping MVP, though. Maurice... Eh, whatever. She's part-timer anywho. So that doesn't really matter to me. Montez Ford we keep, because we kept Angelo Dawkins. Nikki A.S.H. Hmm. I would keep her. I would keep her on the roster. For the simple fact that this... We're getting rid of the superhero gimmick. Ah, without question, we're getting rid of the superhero gimmick. She's a heel. But this doesn't... But a superhero heel... I don't get it. The gimmick, gimmick don't work for me. But I think Nikki A.S.H. has a ton of potential. And really, if she went back to, like, a, an, I, you know, a different version of her sanity gimmick, I think that was where she was at her best. Plus, given the match with the Oscar that she had last one standing for the Women's Championship was fucking nutty. So she can compete in the singles if you give her time to do so. Omas. Nah. I'm good. I'm good on it. He can go. Not there's nothing really like anything about him that was just that just makes me like jump off my seat and it's Omos. I'm like, yeah, Omos. No, there's nothing really about him that like makes me jump out of my seat. You know, like if you ever like went away for a while and came back and I'm just like, oh, Omos is here. I can get rid of him. It's not that much of an issue. He can go. Otis, easy stay. Heyman, we are, you know, like, got, what? Queen Zelina, I would keep around. Get rid of the queen gimmick, we're perfectly fine. Let her be Zelina Vega. Let her compete for championships. Let her compete for women's tag team championships. I don't care. She's a hell of a talent. And I like, and I, and I dig it. I, I dig what she does in the ring. I think she's a good talent. And just get rid of the queen gimmick and actually have her wrestle. No more, no less. Let her let her be her. Our truth, we keep them for the memes. We always keep talent for the memes if necessary. We never get rid of our truth because our truth, our truth, honestly, is on my short list of people to protect at all at all cost. Betty White was there. May she rest in peace. Um, I have Freddie Gibbs. Our truth. Um, there's a couple other people, but yes, yeah, so there's a short list of people who I say protect at all costs. Our truth is one of those. You can say whatever the hell you want about R-Truth. R-Truth is a talent I enjoy. Especially when he and John Cena were at it for the, <laughs> in the little Jimmy gimmick. Oh, oh, beautiful stuff. Like, come on. He's, he's a hell of a talent. You know, regardless if you're having him doing 24-7 championship stuff. Like, it's just, it's R-Truth. He nails it. And there's, I mean, what, what, what's, can anybody say anything bad about R-Truth? As far as it goes in WWE. I don't think so. But we keep him around. Randy Orton, we keep him. Reggie. <sighs> no. I ain't keeping him around. Mans came in as a sommelier. Came out doing Cirque du Soleil. From Dana Book, he was trying to get some play. I, I don't know, bro. I really don't know. Nothing, no, no retaining qualities about him that make me just say, Ooh, Reggie's on my telly. No. Reggie can go. 
It's fine. The world doesn't end. It's not like, you know, anything, whatever. Reggie, you can get the boot. It's perfectly fine. Rey Mysterio, perfectly fine. You can stick around. Rhea Ripley, that's an easy one. We keep her around. Riddle, if we can get his name back to Matt Riddle, that'd be fucking great. We keep him around. Robert Roode, that's an easy one. Roman Reigns, if if I ever cut Roman Reigns, I would just, I didn't, I honestly retire from podcasting. Dead ass. It's, it's, it's just, what? What? Roman Reigns, what? Yeah, no, we keep him around. Seth Regan Rollins, we keep him around. Shelton Benjamin, I keep him around for the veteran, for the veteran love. I think Shelton Benjamin's a hell of a talent. I dig Shelton Benjamin. I think he's one of the better veterans in the game. Um, it's just, you know, he doesn't get much run anymore, but hey, Shelton Benjamin has a special place in my heart because he kicked ass with Kurt Angle and he's won the SC Championship, which I ain't even mad at. Sonya Deville, that's an easy one. We keep her around. T-Bar. Now, a lot of people would be thinking, I'd get rid of T-Bar. I would not get rid of T-Bar. I'd keep T-Bar. We changed his fucking name back to Dominic Dijakovic, though. And let him do what he can do. If you have not seen his battles with Keith Lee, I promise you, they are the stuff of fantasticness. That's not even a word, more than likely. But still, Dominic Dijakovic is one hell of a fucking talent. And they are misusing the ever-loving fuck out of this man. Personally, I put him in Edge of Stable. I would easily put him in Edge of Stable. Him, Champa, Priest, Ripley. That's what? What? And make Diving Jakovic a heel? Yes, please. Easily. 100% easily. Excuse me. Uh, would keep Dominic Dijakovic if they actually made him Dominic Dijakovic. The Miz can stay because I because I like I do dig the Miz. I don't know why they changed Theory to like Austin Theory to Theory. All because you know his name is Austin White. Um. So. So. His name was Austin Theory in the Indies, dude. So because of that, we're just gonna. It don't even work. Theory. It's theory. Theory's here. Theory with the right hand. That sounds stupid. We'll keep him though, because he's a hell of a talent. But bruh. Tommaso Champa. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that sound. Oh my god, do cut What? Champa rules. Champa kicks ass. Champa's just that dude. Champa just him and Reigns, I think, would be one hell of a fucking match, may I add. That would just be insane. Psycho Killer versus the head of the table. Sign me the fuck up. You ain't even got to put a title on the line. Just sign me up and let me enjoy myself. Forget it. Which leaves Tamina and Veer Mahan. They can both get the fuck off my TV. Honestly. But what do you need for depth? I can... You can find better talent. Tamina does 24-7 segments at this point. I, you, I would cut her and not lose any sleep over it. Veer Mahan, get the fuck out of here. You took too long to come back. Took too long to come back. Actually, actually to make your debut because you, yeah, Mans was trying was supposed to show up three months ago. That ain't work. Then he was supposed to show up two months ago. That ain't work. Showed up last month. That ain't work. And then finally on April 4th, he shows up and he's working with the Mysterios. Get him the fuck off my TV and get him out of the WWE. Out. So that's Raw, by the way. <laughs> Hope you've been enjoying it so far. 
And I'm sure you hopefully you're playing along as well. Because this 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 is fun conversation we get to have here. Um in terms of that. So now we head over to the side of SmackDown, the blue brand, the former land of opportunity, which is now a land of nonsense and nap time. Aaliyah! We'll keep her around. I think she's a young prospect that they actually booked her properly. Somewhat decently, because after the natty food, it was pretty much nothing. <laughs> Not much. Not much of anything at all. It, it is, it's a shit. You eat my shit. We'll keep Aaliyah around, though. Angel. Angel. Motherfucking Garza. <sighs> you need tag teams. Angel can go, too. That's the best part. The wing clipper is just money. We'll keep him around. Biggie. He will st always stay. Pete Dunne. We're never going to call him Butch here. We don't call him Butch. Butch is banned. Uh, Pete Dunne, that's easy stay. That, I don't know why they name It's Pete fucking Dunne. Man, let's... I'll move on. But we're keeping, we're keeping Pete Dunne, though. Charlotte Flair... As, as much as we hate, as much as we talk shit about her on the show, she can go. We'll keep her. Drew Gulak. Oh, boy. Where have you been, Mr. Gulak? I haven't seen this man in God knows how long. It's been a while. If it were my way, I'd be bumping him up in, you know, in the lower mid card and getting him starting to get him up in the mid card because he can go. He's one of the better technical wrestler WWE has, at least in my opinion. I, I honestly, I mean, isn't he a former Cruiserweight champion as well? By my understanding. Man's got credentials. Man's can go. So I keep him around. Drew McIntyre, that's easy. We keep him. Eric and Ivar, I'm keeping them both. But just stop calling them the Viking experience, the Viking Raiders, or whatever the hell you want to call them. Sorry about that. All right. Walter, we keep. Because I think he's the biggest threat to Roman Reigns and they don't even fucking realize it yet. Happy Corbin. Oh, this is an easy one. Get him the fuck out of here. Out. Get him out. I don't care. I don't give a damn. Get him out. He is... No. This man does not have heat. He has go-away heat. Ever since the happy gimmick, they have, it has just been nauseating for me. I, we can get Corbin out of here, and it's perfectly fine. Umberto, we keep because we need tag team depth. Ivar, we keep tag team depth. Usos, y'all dumb. Uh, <laughs> I'm keeping them both. Jinder Mahal. Oh, boy. Do we keep Jinder Mahal? No, we don't. And Shaggy can get the hell out, too. Ever since the WWE his WWE Championship reign, I've just been like, screw it. Screw it. And we all know why they did it. If you don't know by now, you know. They tried to do it for Indian TV. And it didn't pan out. Ever since then, I believe he got injured. Came back. Wanted to face Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know why. He should just lose on principle. And just get him the fuck off my TV. He can go. That's perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. He ain't even doing much. 
Kofi Kingston. That's an easy one. He stays. Lacey Evans. We'll keep because we need depth. But I think she can go. I just I, I don't know how the babyface gimmick is gonna go for Lacey. But hey, we'll give it our we'll give it the best shot and we'll see what happens. Come what may. Ludwig Kaiser we keep, but we're changing his name back to Marcel Bartel. Ludwig Kaiser. It's like JD from NYC. It sounds like the place where I get, usually get the number five, and I see that on the menu. A Ludwig Kaiser. I actually make for a decent sandwich. I wonder what you a strami, a little ham or something. Sounds delicious. Anyhow, we, we'll, we'll keep Marcel Bartel. Because I think he can go, but damn, they they didn't appear him dirty by getting rid of Fabian Eichner, dude. You ruined a wonderful money booking opportunity and you didn't even notice it. Because y'all are stupid. Mace. He's still here? Dio Madden? He's still on the roster? You can get him the fuck off the roster. You can get him out. Get him the fuck off the tell. Has he even done anything? Of of anything. Since Retribution? No? Yeah, you can get the fuck out of here. Mad Cat Moss, I would keep. Actually. Just change it back to Riddick Moss and let him do some shit. Here's here's an idea. I think this would be a really cool idea. And I'm actually gonna pause the uh the music real quick. I think personally, he and Bobby Roode should be a tag team. Bring back the glorious gimmick for Bobby Roode. And have Riddick Moss just be like an underling. Not the Chad Gable version, because that was atrocious. But actually have Riddick Moss be like that. Because honestly, here's also, if Tino Sabatelli was still in WWE, I would have had Sabatelli and Moss be paired with Rude. And if and at some point you want to have Ziggler in there as well and have a little bit of a stable, perfectly fine by me. That would be some fun stuff. But honestly, Riddick Moss has potential. It's just that, you know, they don't really tap into it that much. Just a thought. Mansoor out. He's rarely on SmackDown and he's only like, we've only really seen him in the Saudi Arabia shows. You know what I'm saying? So, he can leave. Mustafa Ali, we keep. And we will use him in the upper mid card because this man fucking deserves it. More than any one person I'm, you know, Playing this game with, Mustafa Ali deserves to stay in WWE. Not only that, he deserves to be competing for championships and being in prominent feuds. Put him up against a Roman. I don't care. I guarantee you, you put on a good match. Him and Ricochet, I think, would blow the roof off any arena you put it in. Him and Pete Dunne could go at it. That would have been a dope match. Him and Drew Gulak, I think that would be a fun match. Seriously, this guy is fucking talented, and WWE just sees just does not even bother to even think of utilizing him in a prominent role in the brain. Because you need bodies. Your title scenes are looking weak there, Chieftain. I mean, when you got Roman Reigns who's holding both the Raw and SmackDown championships, and you have an Intercontinental Championship that hasn't been on pay-per-view defended in over a fucking year, I think I'm Mustafa Ali can compete for the Intercontinental Championship. My opinion, that's how it rolls. We move on. Naomi, 
Easily stays. I mean, her and Sasha Banks can have tag titles, and that's a cool thing. Natalia, she's on NXT technically. They got her on. They have her, you know, on the SmackdownHotel.com as NXT SmackDown because they now got her in a feud with Cora Jade because reasons. Veteran presence, we keep her around though. Need for depth. I think you know now in her later stage of her career, I think she'd be a hell of a presence for the newer up-and-coming talent. Like Raquel Rodriguez. She's definitely going to be, I'm telling you, on SmackDown, Raquel Rodriguez, I guarantee you she is going to compete for the SmackDown Women's Championship this year. If you have not ever seen her in NXT, A, damn, B, damn, C, this, this girl can go. This lady can do the damn thing. From her feud, from her feuds with uh, Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai, her holding the championship. I mean, she deserved it, and she was one of the best NXT Women Champions, personally. I think I've, we've ever seen. Just putting it out there, Rick Boogs. We never let go of someone who is injured ever, even if we don't like him. You don't you don't leave an injured person out on their ass because they're injured. Rick Boogs is great. I love Rick Boogs. Love them as you know Eric Boogenhauser down in NXT. Crowd loved them. He was a hell of a talent. I think he's fantastic. Play learn how to play Nakamura's theme in 12 hours. If I'm if the story if, I, if the story is right and my mind serves me correct. Learn to play that within a day. I mean, come on. <laughs> We keep Rick Boogs. Ricochet, we keep. Easy. Easy, 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 easy. Rich Holland, we'll keep. Roman, we keep. Ronda Rousey. Oh, boy. She's not... I don't know if she's full... If she's full-time for a while, we'll keep her. But... You gotta get her with Paul Heyman, dude. You gotta get it with Paul Heyman. Let Paul, let Paul Heyman speak for Ronda. Because, I mean, Rousey is not the best promo in the world. You know what I mean? Not the best promo in the world. But, mm, it'd be like that sometimes. But, yeah, we'll keep her. But, we gotta get her with somebody. Sami Zayn, easy keep. Sasha Banks, easy keep. Shanky, get the fuck off the roster. I don't even know why you there. I didn't even see. I don't think I've ever seen you compete once, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Shayna Baszler, that's an easy keep. Sheamus, I'd keep. Nakamura, easy keep. Shotzi, Blackheart, easy keep. Sonya Deville, we've already pretty much like solidified that. Xavier Woods, easy keep. Zia Lee, we'll keep because I think she can actually be a good talent. I think she can do serve her serve well in in the women's division. I mean, looking at the women's division, it could be a lot better, to be really honest. But, I mean, add, adding Raquel Rodriguez, I think it definitely helps. I think Zia Lee definitely helps. Like, you got what? Aaliyah Charlotte Flair. Uh, do, 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 Lacey Evans. Naomi. Natalia. Raquel Rodriguez. Sasha. Shayna. Shotzi. And Zaya. Not counting Sonya Deville, even though she's competing for the Raw Women's Championship. Far be it for me to figure that one out. I think it could serve well. 
I think Zia Lee could serve, her, like, serve a solid place in the women's division. We'll see how it goes, but personally, I would keep her. I think she can do serve herself well as a proper babyface uh, in the company. So now in terms of now NXT-wise, I don't even know half of y'all, <laughs> if we're being brutally honest. And I'm honestly looking at the roster, and I, I've seen like the names that I know. Um, I would keep them all, of the names that I know. Even Mandy Rose, because <laughs> I think she does serve a purpose as a heel um, in NXT. Honestly, NXT is the is probably the best. She's probably been in the best position of her career since she's been in, in WWE. I, I'm being honest. You know, there's definitely people on the on the uh, roster we could promote for sure. Carmelo Hayes, I think, would be coming. Well, might be coming up in 2022. I think he might get called up. Dakota Kai definitely needs to call up. Um, Electra Lopez, I would. I can't wait to see what. She, hopefully, they give her more run in NXT. He, the only person I'll probably get rid of is Ikemajiro. Yes, I would end Jacket Time. I don't care. You know, Ikemajiro did nothing for me. Excuse me. But honestly, you know, that's about it. <laughs> Solo Sokoa is going to be a hell of a talent. Santos Escobar honestly needs to be called up. And so does the rest of the Legato Phil Fantasma, for being honest. That includes Electra Lopez. If I may say so myself. Um, if there's another person I would have to get rid of, it would be Wesley. And it's because of the whole situation with Nash Carter. It sucks. It sucks. But I can't, at least for me and my conscience, I cannot in my good conscience keep Wesley around knowing that he would just not thrive as a singles guy. I mean, it sucks. It sucks big time. Actually, you know what? Looking at some talent, I can get rid of them. Von Wagner. Me, I'm whatever. Um, see. Is there really anyone else that I would want to give the boot? The only other one would be Candace LeRae. Oh my god, no, don't boot Candace LeRae. I'm only doing it for Johnny. I'm doing it for Johnny. Honestly. You know, I know she's you know she's a new she's got a, she's a new mommy. And congratulations to Candice LeRae on being a new mommy. Um, baby Gargano coming soon. Eighteen years, I'm telling you, it's gonna be crazy. Um, but in terms of it, they're not. I mean, I, this might be the same case. I'd keep her around because you know she is you know enjoying her time with her new baby, having quality time with the baby. So I'm sure they'll keep her around for now. But I know I have a feeling somewhere down the line they're gonna give LeRae the boot. I will not hear, personally, and I hope WWE doesn't do so either. So, um, and Fabian Eichner, man, that's just, whew, my goodness. I, it, 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 in terms of, you know, playing spring cleaning with NXT, I couldn't really do it. It's more so who needs to be brought up to the main roster at that point. It, it would be um, to that extent. You know, there's a couple I would get rid of personally, but that's just, you know, my taste in what I think NXT should be in terms of this version. But there, I mean, there's not a lot of talent that I, I I see here and just be like, you know what? Time to give them the boot. There's talent there that has got to be developed in that aspect. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to conclude this year's spring cleaning. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys played along too. 
because I think it's it's a, it's a fun game. It's a definitely fun game to play uh, with friends. Who like, you know, you kind of get an idea of who would you know who like, who would you get rid of, who would you keep, and then and then it becomes an even fun conversation. Possible arguments will be triggered. I promise you, it will be. But honestly, it's a fun game. I think we could play with your friends. Hope you guys played along. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any thoughts on it. You know, hit me up with a voice, voice message over on anchor.fm slash uh, Young Lions Perspective or over on anchor.fm slash WrestleAddict Radio. You can also comment over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com and every other place you can listen to this podcast, all right? Because so, I want to know what you guys think. Who would you keep? Who would you boot? Who would you get rid of? You know, who who would you actually want to keep around? That would That's going to be interesting. But yeah, that's going to conclude episode 330 of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, We'll close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 331 of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 330 of the YLP podcast. As always... I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, anything at all about today's episode or any of the episodes of the YLP podcast, you can hit me up with a voice message over at anchor.fm slash young lions perspective over at anchor.fm slash wrestleatic radio leave a comment over on ambiguous podcast solutions.com and a goer of course you can email me at young lions perspective at gmail.com okay want to create a dialogue with y'all you know what i mean all that good stuff everything hit me up I want, to know, I want to know what's on your mind. I do. I want to know what's on your mind, what you're thinking about the world of professional wrestling and all that good stuff. So hit me up at all those and all that all that happiness and good stuff. Of course, if you, if you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast for show. And I hope you do. You can find me over on Twitter at YL Perspective. You can find me over on Instagram at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. As well as finding me over on Facebook, simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Telegram, WhatsApp, signing in your friends' DMs, text message, Facebook Messenger, doesn't matter. Spread the damn word, because with the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, and the Fretz Mania Podcast, we here at WrestleLadic Radio strive to bring you quality, top-notch entertainment every single week. To be the best of the best, the top of the pops, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, to be then, now, and forever the alternative for professional wrestling podcasts, and that we are here to stay, of course, Everybody has their favorite app that they listen to podcasts on. I have my own. You have yours, too. But if if you're simply just looking, trying to find the YLP podcast, we are more than just being on Anchor.fm, AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com, and all that good stuff. We are everywhere, me amigos. Of course, you can find this podcast and the entire family of the WrestleMania Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, and as always, shout out to the Podbean gang. 
Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox FM, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam! Search for the entire family of WrestleAddict Radio podcast on all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. So going to look over to the judges to ensure I fulfill my obligations for this week. Going to the country of Japan. Japan 4. I believe I'm getting the thumbs up. We're all good on that. So, episode 331 next week. Of course, we're going to be back with all the news that's fit for me to talk about. If there's any news that I may have missed, anything at all. Or maybe, maybe a news article that, you know, you saw through the cracks and I may have slipped on and missed. Send it to me. Seriously, send it to me. Let me know. Inform me about the story. Let me know what's going on. And let's make this a dialogue. I will give you credit for, you know, bringing me, bringing it to my attention. And it will be featured on a future episode of the YLP Podcast. Let's create that dialogue. Let's share together in terms of the wrestling community. Okay? Other than that, y'all know it's Easter weekend. I hope you guys have a fantastic Easter weekend. Spend time with the family and friends. All that good stuff. Enjoy that Easter dinner. And hopefully... Mr. Bunny Rabbit will bring you some wonderful eggs with treats inside them. As always, if you're going to be going out this weekend, and I know this is definitely a weekend for turn up, because we make every weekend, <laughs> every holiday, a turn up. So if you're going to be going out this weekend, please enjoy enjoy your libations. Drink one for me and take that Uber or Lyft home. You do not need to be caught up on a DWI on freaking Easter weekend, because that is not a flex you want to have. I promise you. I seriously promise you and all that good stuff. It just be like that sometimes. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Also, before I even close, USFL starts today. New Jersey Generals taking on the Birmingham Stallions. And if you quote, you know, if you know me well enough, I'm just because I don't live in Jersey, don't mean I rep Jersey sports. If I'm a fan of them, Jersey Generals are going to be beating the Stallions. I don't even know the rosters, but I'm going to go with the final score of 32 20. Go Generals, go Jersey. That's how we get down. Yeah, so it's definitely a lot going on this weekend. So much going on this weekend. Other than that, I'm going to close it out now. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. All that good stuff. And everything else in between. And I'll see you guys right back here next Saturday for episode 331 of the YLP Podcast. See you! Generals better win, though. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.